I don't know about you, but when the NFL season kicks off, when NBA season starts, to me that means I'm in the off season. So to me that means I now it's fall. Um, that means the change of the season is going to start getting cold outside. So that means we're going to be indoors for the most part, right? So that so those times that means I'm. Like I'm in the lab, I'm in the gym, I'm studying, I'm researching, I'm getting ready for next year. What am I going to do to transform myself and do more, execute more so than I've done this year? And we'll talk a little bit more about that in today's episode. Welcome to All In Society. I am your host, Claude Winston. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is episode number 39 of All In Society. Uh, Click the link in episode description to view our website and YouTube page, uh, more importantly. YouTube page, you will see video versions of the podcast. You will find All In Society and Friends, where I bring people in from all aspects of life, not just poker, um, sports, um, entrepreneurs, um, anybody who goes all in and, and gives 120,000% on whatever they are passionate about. That's what I love. Um, I love typing into people who are passionate about something and they've dedicated their life and their career to that. And most of the time, it's somebody that has a very unique business, um, something you haven't seen before. So I love to tap into those people that think outside the box. So stay tuned for more of those episodes as well. Make sure you follow the show. Make sure you follow the podcast. Make sure you download all the podcast episodes. New shows of All in Society and Friends air every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Every once in a while, I'll be out of town. So this past week, I made the episode a little bit earlier, but it was still available at 7 p.m. Uh, for the podcast, um, new episodes um, are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And on Friday, I release them on 5 p.m. Eastern. So in today's episode, we're going to do the NFL Week 3 Recap. I know some of you uh, enjoy uh, listening to the stats uh, and kind of getting my take of who I think is who are the top five. So I'm going to continue doing that. And I enjoy doing it myself. Um, it's something just kind of kick back. We're all watching. A vast majority of us are watching the NFL on Sunday, right? So this is a good way for me to kind of bring you guys all in. Um, and, and in turn, if you listen to this episode, hopefully you'll listen to another episode when I'm kind of uh, more preachy or trying to be more uh, informative or provide um, any type of insight or value for your life. So we're going to go over uh, the best performers of each game. And I'm also going to break down my top five so far through week three. Um, the Lions are in the top five. And so stay tuned if you if you you like how in the world the Lions are in your top five. Uh, well, I'll break it down for you in simple way for how I look at things. It doesn't mean that they're going to be a Super Bowl caliber team. I don't know. I think they could, but I know they've lost some of their uh, key players on defense, so that would be difficult. Um, but we'll dive into that. Um, we'll discuss why do some people go all in. I'll just play it safe as well. Um, that's really the main uh, topic, the main focus. 
And that's what we're going to kind of dive into right now. So, so why is it, do you think that some folks are kind of content? And I was victim of this um, at, at a very early age. I really had no aspiration or really had no passion for anything else outside of poker. And I didn't really think to really go all in in a poker until I was in college and I was taking classes a computer science class. And it just wasn't something I was really interested in or wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so I made some drastic changes and that kind of led me down the, the rabbit hole of the casino industry. And I kind of ran with that. And I'm still to this day, I enjoy going to the casinos, playing cards. I love being in a card room. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with growing up in order to pay the bills and throughout college, um, a little bit of my college years as well. I worked in a local charity room and there was a bar there. Um, so people could, you know, go there and be social. Obviously there was cards taking place as well. But the one thing that I loved about it is that you saw the same people for the most part every, every day, every week. And so we were like family. It was almost, you know, remember those, uh, sitcoms or if that's the right time for the show, but cheers, it, it kind of reminds you of something like that. Now this is a show that I, I remember watching. When I was a, a little, a little one. So now if this is, if this show doesn't relate and that's not really what it was, at least that's where I remember there was people that used to go to the bar and they were very familiar with one of them with each other. Simple as that. Um, and I really enjoyed that because I really grew and became a man and found myself in there because there was a lot of folks in there that weren't, you know, we were, it wasn't like a casino now where they're charging you, uh, you know, tournaments. There's no such thing as a cheap tournament anymore, but this, you play $30 tournaments. Um, um, our big thing would be hundred, $200 tournaments on Sundays. And so you go in there and you're not spending a whole, a ton of money, right? You're not breaking the bank. Now, some people could go in there and they have other big games that you, that were available and you could lose a lot of money. But for the most part, it was it was just a place to kind of sit back, relax, and just enjoy your time, watch the game, play poker, and maybe make some money too, but you didn't break the bank. You can come back the next day and do it all over again and have a good time. Um, so I, uh, I, really, I really missed that. Uh, I missed that aspect of, of, of a poker room, and um, I kind of hope one day to build that uh, kind of atmosphere atmosphere with uh with this with this media company uh with all in society and everything that comes with it so um so stay tuned with that uh but as far as going all in and and as far in kind of playing it safe now and it don't, doesn't mean to to disrespect anybody it doesn't anybody that can you know they have a family and they can support their family and um you know they're not struggling then Mission accomplished, right? But we only have one shot at life, right? So I want to do it. I want to live live it up to the fullest. I want to see exactly. I want to push myself to to the edge to see exactly what I can can accomplish. I want to see everything that's out there to see. Uh, I used to travel a lot for work when I was a uh, a poker dealer following the World Series of Poker Circuit. And so I really enjoyed going to different places 
Um, even if it was the middle of nowhere, Iowa, just to kind of see. I love, love to people watch and just interact and see what those people are doing in that area. What do they do to get by and survive? Now, sometimes I relate, sometimes I don't. Um, but you can always take something from each experience and learn and grow from it. Um, and so just this past trip to Philadelphia, even though it was a couple hours down the road, a few hours down the road, it was just nice to get away, get in the car and just kind of spread my wings. And not sometimes I can feel like I'm trapped and I'm just spinning in circles. Um, and it's my own, you know, no one's holding me to this. I don't, I don't work for a, a single employer anymore. No one's telling me to come in and clock in or, or report here anymore. I make my own schedule. Um, so now it's just my own restrictions that are, um, keeping me bound. Um, so that's why I was able to attend this conference or I wanted to attend this conference is to get away and get the knowledge. And I really enjoyed it. Oh, I didn't mention that. We're going to talk about, um, wall street trapper too. And that's kind of like about going all in and not playing it safe. Um, really, um, leaving your legacy, um, generational wealth. Some of the, some of the things that he was, um, what he was preaching and, and he was discussing. And so, um, as far as the market, um, he, he really wanted to see how the end of September was going to roll out. Um, but one thing it took away from this episode and, uh, he was saying off camera is that you want to treat this, um, your portfolio and you want to play the game like a hedge fund manager. And uh, he made reference to the to the movie um, Dumb Money. So I'm definitely going to go see this movie. Um, if I don't go see it tonight, I will definitely go see it tomorrow. And we'll, we can discuss it on the next uh, podcast episode. Um, but you want to play the game like the big boys play it. Because at the end of the day, they got all the money. They have all the leverage. They have all the power. Um, kind of going against them. You might win short term, but over the long term, you're not going to defeat them, right? Um, they're playing by different rules. Um, so with that being said, right now, you know, it's almost more attractive. The bonds are, are rising, um, like treasuries and things like that are, are rising at two highs. Uh, we haven't seen in a while. So people are starting to move their money out. And one thing that trap uh, brought up, he said last year, you know, the market was down and a lot of the hedge fund managers, more than likely they lost a lot of money too. They lost money as well. Um, so this year now we've had a, a nice run, right? But some of those guys have been sitting out after this run, kind of a little nervous, right? So, some of them, there's money that's still invested. And there's some of these stocks, especially like technology stocks, they're still up pretty high. And there's a good possibility that they pull their money, they take the profits, and we continue to keep going down. And we 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 really consolidate. I'm not saying the market's going to crash, but I'm saying we're going to really get back to a consolidation phase and really get back to... Um, really being mindful and not just throwing money and and watching it run up. We're going to have to be really smart, um, make educated decisions with our money, just like I would if I was playing cards at the poker table, not just throwing my money in, playing any two cards every single hand and thinking I'm going to hit and that's going to be a profitable, um, and I'm going to make money in the long run doing that. Um, So you're going to do your research, play this game correctly, and um, with that being said, he said, as far as, you know, traders, 
folks that like options and things like that. This is this is might be a little bit of sit back and wait period. But for those of us that are long term investors, there's going to be some opportunity for us to come in here, um, buy now and wait and sit back and 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 plant some seeds and get in position. Um, I've already talked about Roblox that I think last episode. Um, even another person came on. Someone, not another person. Someone came on CNBC. Um, I'm not sure what his name was or what his credentials were, but, but kind of reiterating some of the things that I said and uh, elaborating on some more uh, things that I did not discuss. And he was bullish on Roblox. Uh, I think it's at a great price right now. It could continue to go lower. And if it substantially goes lower and uh, the nothing really changes, because right now I think it's up still. No, excuse me. I'm thinking about another stock. I think it's down quite a bit right now. We're going to look. It's only going to take me two seconds on my phone. I apologize for the wait, guys. Um, But for the year to date, Roblox is down just shy of 4%. But the last uh, five days, it's up 4%. So it could go down a little bit further. Uh, It's currently at $27. And 39 cents the close. Um, it has a 52 week low of 24 $24.88. So we might be able to touch that 24.88. And if we touch that, I am definitely um, probably going to continue to buy as it if it continues to go down. If something wherever the whether the UAW strike lingers on um, longer than we're expecting, government shutdown pulls the market down. Uh, you know, there's a, a, a multiple things that there's a lot of negative sentiment. Um, and there's not a lot of positivity in the market right now. So what's, what's, what's driving the market outside of, you know, energy stocks, uh, prices of oil and things like that are going up. What's driving the market healthcare, but it can't, it's not going to continue to just go up, 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 right. Even earlier this year and throughout the, uh, year now, currently a lot of everything that was pulling the market was the, those, those big market cap, those technology stocks. Ain't nothing changed. If anything, it's getting a little bit damper. Um, lawsuits coming towards, I believe, Google and uh, Amazon. There's just a lot of negative news, a lot of negativity right now. There's not a lot of anything for us to be excited about um, or anything for the investors to be excited about. So you have to pick and choose. So right now, uh, like I told you guys, I think I said, I'm, I'm looking for companies that are at or below their 200-day average, moving average. So right now, Disney is well below that, their 200-day moving average, but I believe Disney and EN Master Investor thinks Disney's going to drop to about $60. It possibly could. Right now, it's at $79, pretty much $80. So we're just going to wait on on Disney. I'm going to see what exactly what they do, but I think it might be a company I'll invest in in the future. Uh, Shake Shack. Yeah, Shake Shack. Uh, it's 200-day moving average is $62 and is currently at 57 uh, I think this could continue to go lower. I think this is the company I was thinking about earlier. Yes, because it's still up 37% this year, guys. It's still up 37%. Up 37% and it's below its 200-day moving average. So I still think that this could drop significantly more, maybe about half of 
where it is, another like 10, 15%, man, I'm going to scoop up some Shake Shack for the long term. Um, Like, I don't, I'm not a big burger person. Those burgers are delicious to me. Their chicken sandwich, sandwich, delicious to me. Milkshakes, even though I don't need dairy and all that stuff, delicious. There's um, a Shake Shack at MGM. Every time I go there, I want Shake Shack. And I just have, I fight myself to not go there. I think they, and every time it's a long line, I think there's a lot of things that they can improve to make the business um, uh, better and more on the margins, more profitable. Um, So I'm going to definitely do my research, take a look at that, um, because I believe that AR, um, it's definitely a company I want to invest in um, for the long haul. Um, Do a little bit more research. Um, That's why I went to Trapping Tuesdays to see exactly how to figure out how to dissect a company. So that's what I'm doing this year. I'm going to be working on this business, working on this media company, getting this podcast right, getting the live show right. I'm going to be working on my, my poker game on the side, being my semi-professional poker player self. And we're going to get money out of this market because I want to transition from playing poker less, watching the market a little bit, less and really diving into the to the business and building a team and really making something that's going to last my lifetime and other lifetime um something that's going to last generations so that's what that's that's my all in i i'm very curious i want to know if you guys listen to this podcast if you follow me on instagram if you follow me on facebook if you have my phone number i want to know what is your all in what are you going all in for what are you passionate about what do you feel you're on this planet to do i know now i'm not on this planet to i used to think five years ago before i moved here i'm on this planet just to deal cards and and um see where it takes me and occasionally I'll give me the opportunity to play some poker too. Well, that's not like, yeah, that was a goal for me back then. That was five years ago, my younger self. But as I get older, as I'm mature and, and right now I'm, I'm, I'm 35 and I'm single. I don't, you know, I don't have any children. I don't have really nothing that's holding me anywhere right now outside of wanting to be close to my, uh, my parents and my family. So what I want to do, I want to build a team and I want to travel with them and I want to play poker and I want to grow the game of poker and I want to, I don't want to highlight the people that are going all in and against all odds, they made something happen. Cause I know what they've gone through. I know they've had a lot of people look at them sideways, look at them crazy. Like, what are you doing? They've a lot of lonely nights, a lot of stressful nights, a lot of times just like, you can't sleep at night because you're thinking, how can I make this thing come to fruition? How can I get everybody to buy in? How can I do this? How can I do that? Uh, there's a lot involved in um, starting a business from scratch. And by doing it, really doing it all by yourself, like I'm kind of doing what I'm doing and just finding the right people because I don't trust a lot of people and people give me a, a good reason not to trust them. And I won't dive into that and we'll go down that because I don't want to be real like negative because I have a lot of people in my life um, that I do trust a lot. And I can, I can pick up the phone and say, Hey, can you do this for me? Or, Hey, I really need this. Can you help me out? 
Um, last thing, and I don't mean like somebody to reach out and say, hey, I need to borrow some money. That's not what I'm talking about. Just something when you really need a helping hand, someone you can call. I have some people, I have plenty of people like that in my life. Um, but as far as like starting a business and running a business and, and being available and putting in the effort, same effort that I'm going to put forward, that's hard to find, especially when it's something that's mine. But if they have the same vision or if your visions align with theirs and you guys can mold that together and you can, and you're really moving at the same pace and you're working with one another, then you got something and then let's go. That's the people I'm looking for. And maybe it's not just people that are, um, that want to be a part of my business, just people that can then help my business and, and give me a different perspective or give me the resources to move things forward. So if I want to know what, what is your all in? So hit me up. What's your all in? We, we are, we're not on this planet just to, just, just, just to, to get by and, and play it safe. There's too many risks. There's, if you have, if you wake up every single day and you have five, you have 10 fingers, you have 10 toes, you can walk on your own. You don't rely on anybody else to go to and from. You should think, take that as a blessing. You should go and give it a hundred percent because there's people that don't have the opportunity and are still giving it a hundred percent. There's people out here that need your help and you can help them, but you're thinking so small or you're just being lazy and you're sitting at home on the couch BSing around, worrying about something that's not really important instead of going out there and really making something happen. And I'm not just talking about other people listening. I'm talking to myself as well. So those days of just, just getting by, like we need to get rid of that, especially if you're a person of color. Like we have too many, too much stacked against us. There's been, there's been too many people that have put their life on the line to give you the opportunity to even sit here and have the option of whether or not you want to play it safe or not. You don't have the option to play it safe. Your ancestors didn't have the option to play it safe. You owe it to them to come in here and wake up every single day and give it a hundred percent. Cause life ain't easy. And people are going to judge you and tell you, you're doing this, this and that wrong. And they ain't doing anything themselves. There's plenty of people like that. You, you meet them and you know them. You interact with them every single day. You need to rise above those people. Get that mentality, get that mindset out of your life. And come to the, and, and come to the greener side. Come to the, the side of the go-getters, the people that are just always pushing go and go, 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 go. People you have to tell to go to sleep, sit your ass down someplace because you're doing too much. But they feel that, no, it's, it's right there. It's, it's, I can taste it. And because there's, there's all this, you ever, anything that you really, 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 really want, it's so hard, it's so difficult. It seems like everything's stabbed against you. It's that, it, it's that way for a reason. Because you are almost there and it's just everything the world's trying to trying to stack against you. But once you break through, you break through and then you get that aha, you get that um that euphoric moment. And now you broke through and you just you like a plane that just broke through the clouds and now you just feel like you're just floating and you can just you're just coasting. That's what it's like. Like you made it 
But now you don't settle when you made it. Now it's time to really dig in. Now it's really time to 10x whatever you're doing. Now just making it was just the first step. Now how do we make it? And now how are we disrupting? How do we take over? That should be our mentality. First you make it. All right, now we made it. But you don't want to be content. There's a lot of people I know that made it. They're content. I could have been content. I could have been fine with just being a dealer and pitching cards and making $250, $300 every night average. That's good money. A lot of people wish they were making that type of money. But a lot of these people, it's because the money is, is fast and easy. They go out and blow it. They don't know how to manage any money. And so it's one vicious circle. They got all this money, but they don't know nothing to do with it. All they do are their consumers or they're spending it and entertaining, entertaining themselves. So I was doing that. I was part of that, that hamster wheel. And then eventually, all right, I need to start saving this money. And then you start noticing and you researching, all right, saving money is not really getting me anywhere. All right, I need to do something. I need to put this money to work. This was back when I wasn't really playing cards. And when I was back then, I, before I was playing cards, that's how I put money to work. So at this time, I wasn't playing cards. So I said, I'm going to buy my first house. All right, so 2019, I burst, bought my first house. All right, all right, what do I do now? All right, now I find my first house. I find uh, a woman who to, to move things forward with in my life. All right, now my career, I'm dealing cards, yeah. Or now, I'm, actually, I'm supervising at this point. Um, so now I'm supervisor, I'm moving up a little bit because I knew that dealing cards wasn't something I wanted to do for the rest of my life because that's a, that, that caps me. Yeah, that money is good, but I'm capped at this. Now I could have continued working that job and did something on the side and started investing into the stock market and things like that. But no, I said, I want to advance this career and see where this career could go because I wanted to go all in. I didn't want to play it safe and be content supervising I want to start kind of supervising the opportunity to become a tournament director and running tournaments. And so it was something that it was my, was my background. I was a tournament dealer, but I told them no, because I saw me going all in was being a manager, being the director of the poker room. So I said, no, I appreciate the opportunity, but I want to see if I could push this farther. And what, and I did, and I was able to, uh, land a manager position. Once I land that manager position, now this is real. I don't really want to talk about my everything that was involved in this, um, but I got to the level was as all right. I feel like now I'm kind of at a dead end. I've gone all in, and now I've learned how to how to manage, how to lead. Now, was I the best manager and the best leader? Now, that's for, for myself to judge myself for my own abilities and for others to judge. And people and some people will tell you I was great and some people will tell you I was horrible. Teach their own. Who knows? Who, who's to say I was great? Who was not? Who's, who's the one person that could judge me? Um, could my boss judge me? Um, yeah, sure. But is that the end all be all? No. What about the people I was managing? Don't they have a right? Don't they have a say? Um, so it's it, 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 multiple variables, right? To see how, but you 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 take from you you gain all the 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 skill set, you gain all that knowledge, and now at this point, I'm like, all right, well, how do I continue to go all in? All right, well, I want to learn how to invest the money that I've uh, that I've that I've saved. I have money that's. Uh, 
in a 401k. How do I take that money out and manage it myself? And so that was kind of like step number one. How do I... How do I start to... How do I create more sources of income? Because at this this point now in my life, I said, all right, I... I enjoy working for someone else, but this is, I'm making someone else a lot of money. I want to do something that I'm passionate about. I want to do something. I want to build something for myself. And so my next all in was, all right, I want to build a business. And I chose to build this business from scratch because all the businesses that I, that I heard or I saw, yeah, they were great and all, but they weren't me. I wanted to do something that spoke to me something that I knew I was passionate about. And I was going to give 110% about or effort towards. And so that was my all in. I want to start this business and I wanted to get back and playing cards. I missed it. I missed traveling. I missed the competition and I wanted to be smart about it because of the back of my, my mind. I said, I, I, I believed I was still good at playing cards. I believe I could make money doing it. Um, but I, I pivoted a little bit. I had a background of playing tournaments a lot but now I've switched my game up because I have an opportunity to, I have two great poker rooms within, I can drive an hour one way and be in one poker room or I can drive pretty much 30 minutes, a little bit less and be in another poker room. And I can play there and I can hone my skills and I don't have to travel. There's tournaments that come here and then I have cash games that are running 24, seven, three sixty five. And I'm in, I have my first home, which is very affordable for me to live and I can learn how to, because I bought this home, I pretty much, my, my thought process was I want to buy the best neighborhood I can, uh, buy into and the worst house on, in that neighborhood. And by worst house, I mean a house that just needs to be fixed up in the inside and maybe some things on outside. Am I living in a, a broken down house? No, by any means. I'm living in, not by any means. I'm living in a house that was built in, I believe, the 90s. And it looks like not any, no one did anything as far as the, like, keeping it up to date. And so I'm the one that's going to have to update the house and make it look modern and make it look pretty. And so when I bought the house in 2019, yeah, they, they're great, great. that's the idea. Then the pandemic hits. Right. I don't at that to me, it didn't seem like it was appropriate for me to be sinking my, a lot of money into the house. There was a lot of unknown at that time. So I kind of let things go by. Then inflation took off. Right. So now everything costs a ton of money to to do any of the work. So now I'm in kind of this phase. Well, do I want to sink a bunch of money into the house and update it? Or. Do I want to learn how to invest my money? passively make my money, make money. Then I can use that money to, to repair the house and kind of build the house slowly, gradually. And that is my plan. And so that is my all, all in learning the real estate game by doing it myself. And we're going to play this monopoly game. We're going to, after I'm done with this house, you buy the house, you renovate it, and then I'm going to rent it out. And then there's other plays you can use. You pull some money out, and then you can rinse and repeat and buy another home and kind of continue doing it. That is kind of like, that's, that's my game. So I'm going to play the real estate game. I'm going to play the stock market game. I'm going to continue playing poker, and whether that's cash games and tournaments. 
And then I'm going to work on this business. So that was to, for me, that is my all in. And there's a lot to do. And it's just me, especially now, because the person that I thought I was going to, you know, build and do all of this with, you know, people go, you know, it's, it's tough out here in these streets, right? People grow apart. People have different uh, views in life. You know, even you come in a relationship, you think one way and then you grow and you adapt and maybe those, those visions change and, and that's all right. Right. Um, as long as, you know, the most, the best thing is as long as you walk away, you respect one another and, um, you know, maybe one day in the future, if you, if in your passing, you know, it's cordial, you have your own life, they have their own life and you can kind of just smile, reminisce and just move forward. And that's what it is. Um, because I mean, life is life. Everyone has, makes their own decisions. I think we're all irrational human beings. So, um, you do, you're going to do what makes you happy. You only have one shot of life and no one wants to do anything that doesn't make them happy. All right, moving along. So we're going to move into the NFL. Thank you for listening, um, to all that. Um, so we're going to go over the best performers in week three. We're going to go over each game and actually, to be honest with you, I'm not going to read over each game. Not every game needs to be discussed. Some of these g- games are pretty lame. But we'll go over some of the teams that I believe are the top teams and some of the games that put up um, crazy points. So to kick it off, 49ers. Um, 49ers at the Giants. 49ers won 30-12. to 12. Uh, Niners are now 3-0. and 0. Uh, 49ers passing. Purdy, 25-37. for 37. He had 310 yards and two touchdowns. Niners rushing. McCaffrey, 18 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. And Niners receiving. Samuel, nine receptions, 129 yards and a touchdown. Also, tight end Kittle, seven receptions for 90 yards. The Detroit Lions uh, beat the Falcons. The Lions were at home, 20-6. to six. Jared Goff, 22 for 33, 243 yards and one touchdown. He also threw one pick as well. Lions rushing. Gibbs, uh, their rookies, he had 17 carries and 80 yards. Uh, Their other running back, Montgomery, was, he did not play for this game. So Gibbs took the ball to the carries and seems to have a decent game. Lions receiving, receiving. Amon Ross St. Brown, nine receptions, 102 yards. Continued to be excellent. And tight end Laporta, eight receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Laporta is looks like he's going to be a focal point of their offense. He looked good this last game and some of the, the plays that I saw. The Packers, the Lions and Packers are playing Thursday. Packers won 18 to, to I said Lions, Packers are playing t- uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Um, Lions beat the Saints. Packers, oh my goodness. Let me slow down, guys. Lions, Packers play Thursday, but the Packers beat the Saints 18 to 17 Packers are at home Saints receiving Olave eight receptions 104 yards Packers passing love 22 for 44 259 yards and one touchdown he also had one interception Packers rushing Jordan Love he carried the ball nine times for 39 yards and a touchdown and Packers receiving Dobbs five receptions 73 yards and one touchdown the Dolphins smashed on the Broncos at home. I'm sure you've already heard about this, 70 to 20. Um, we're not even going to talk about the Broncos. Miami passing, Tua, 
23 for 36, 309 yards and four touchdowns. Miami rushing, A-Chain, 18 carries, 203 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Mostert, 13 carries, 82 yards and three touchdowns. They obliterated them on the ground. Miami receiving, Hill, nine receptions. Nine receptions, 157 yards, and one touchdown. Chosen, one reception, 68 yards, one touchdown. Mostert, seven receptions, 60 yards, and one touchdown. And A-Chain as well, four receptions, 30 yards, and two touchdowns. Dolphins offense is the best offense in the NFL. Now, um, it's only through three weeks, so we'll see uh, as time goes on. We'll see if their team can remain healthy, but they look like a power House on offense. Up charges uh, their first win, twenty eight to twenty four. They beat the Vikings. Uh, Chargers are on the road. Chargers passing Herbert forty for forty seven, four hundred and five yards, three touchdowns. A hell of a game. Chargers receiving. Listen to this. Allen eighteen receptions, two hundred and fifteen yards. Um, Williams, Mike Williams, he is out for the season, I believe. Seven receptions, one hundred and twenty one yards, one touchdown. Palmer. Four receptions, 66 yards, and one touchdown. Bills spanked the Commanders uh, 37 to 3. Bills were on the road. Bills Allen passing 20 for 32, 218 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Bills rushing Cook, 15 carries for 98 yards. And Allen also carried the ball off three, three times for 46 yards and one touchdown. And Bills receiving digs, eight receptions for 111 yards. Ravens lost to the Colts in overtime. Colts passing Minshew, 27 for 44, 227 yards and a touchdown. Colts rushing 30 carries. Uh, Moss with 30 carries, 122 yards. Um, Lamar Jackson rushing for the Ravens. 14 carries, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. And kind of maybe the, the MVP of the game, Colts kicker, Gay. Five for five on field goals, um, one for one on extra point, and he has 16 points himself. Chiefs smashed on the Bears, 41, 41 to 10. I'm sure you heard Taylor Swift is at this game. Chiefs passing Mahomes 24 for 33, 272 yards, three touchdowns. Chiefs rushing Pacheco, 15 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Edwards Alaire, 15 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. And Chiefs receiving Kelsey, seven receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. And McKinnon, three receptions, 19 yards, and two touchdowns. Listen to this. Whew. Cardinals, 28. Cowboys, 16. Cardinals whooped on the Cowboys. Cardinals were at home. Um, Cowboys passing Prescott 25 for 40, 249 yards. He had one touchdown. He also threw one interception. Cowboys rushing 23 carries for 122 yards. Sounds like they needed to run at the ball more. Cowboys receiving Gallup six receptions for 92 yards. Arizona passing Dobbs 17 for 21, 189 yards, one touchdown. Arizona rushing Kana. 14 carries, 98 yards, one touchdown. Arizona receiving Brown, five receptions, 61 yards, and one touchdown. The Steelers, uh, they beat the Raiders on the road, 23-18. Steelers 
passing picket, 16 for 28, 235 yards and two touchdowns. Steelers receiving Austin, two receptions, 72 yards and one touchdown. Grappolo, Raiders passing, 28 for 44, 324 yards. He had two touchdowns and three interceptions. Um, Devontae Adams, receiver for Raiders, he had 13 receptions, 172 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles, our last two games, um, Eagles are 3-0 and still, 25. They beat the Buccaneers 25-11. to Jalen Hurts um, passing for the Philadelphia, 23 for 37, 277 yards and one touchdown and two interceptions. Philly rushing, Swift, 16 carries, 130 yards, running the ball well. Philly receiving Brown, nine receptions, 131 yards. He's not crying on the sideline this game. And Tampa receiving Evans. He had five receptions, 60 yards, and one touchdown. I won a little bet with him. So nice job catching that touchdown. He should have had two touchdowns, honestly. Um, And the Bengals and the Rams. Bengals finally got one through. Um, Not much to see here, though. Um, Stafford passing for the Rams, 18 for 33, 269 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Burrow, 26 for 49, 259 yards, one interception. Um, Mixon, 19 carries, rushing for Bengals, 19 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. And Chase receiving for the Bengals, 12 receptions, 141 yards. Now, with all that being said, after a week, Two, I had the, as far as the rankings, I had Ravens. This is after week two. Ravens five, Eagles four, Cowboys three, Dolphins two, and 49ers were number one as far as the top five. Now this week, um, it's definitely been mixed up quite a bit. Coming in at number five, and I ranked these teams through week three, uh, through uh, three weeks, and I really looked at um, their opponents and their their best win so far. So number five, I think there's a lot of teams that you could plug in at number five, but I think just you know I'm not worrying about what's happened in the past. I don't care. I'm thinking. I'm I'm talking about what's happened these three weeks in the NFL. Lions are the fifth best team. They are my number five. Um, why? Because they beat the Chiefs at home week one. Yes, I know Kelsey didn't play, and I know the best de- defensive player didn't play. As a Jones, uh, Chris Jones, he didn't play. I don't care. Open the week. They came in on the road, and they beat the Chiefs. They are the number five team. Number four, the Chiefs. And I believe that their most impressive win was at the Jags. They beat the Jaguars on the road. And the Super Bowl defending champions. I don't believe their offense is humming. I think those receivers are a little shaky, uh, but they have enough to get the job done. So we'll see uh, has, how they how they move forward as the season goes on. Number three, the Eagles. After Monday night, um, I know Buccaneers are no slouches, but their offense is all right. They're winning sloppy. They're not, they're not humming, and they're not playing their top game. And so with that being said, I think it's fine to put them at number three. Um, Their best games at home against the Buccaneers whom they just beat on Monday night. The Dolphins, I have as number two. Their best win is against the Chargers. 
on the road. Um, I understand they put up 70 points, but the Bears are not a good team. Okay? They're not. So it, it's not all that impressive. Uh, we expected them to go in and, or excuse me, the Broncos, guys. We expected them to go in and and give them fits. So it's not that impressive to me. And number one, the 49ers. The Steelers are seem to be, uh, they're going to be all right. They have a solid team. They've always been solid, right? Well, look at their coach. Coach knows what he's doing. Um, but they're the best team. I think they played the best defense. Um, they don't have, they don't probably, they don't have the most like, explosive um, offense. Um, but Purdy gets the job done. And McCaffrey running that ball. Debo Samuel running people over um, as a receiver and as a running back in the backfield as well. 49ers, I think, are by far the, the best team, the best overall team through three weeks so far. So recap, 49ers number one, Dolphins number two, Eagles number three, Chiefs number four, and the hometown pick number five are the Detroit Lions. And they're going to prove that on Thursday night. I believe they're going to go into Green Bay on the road. And as long as their offensive line is healthy, they're going to run the ball down their throats. Run the ball down their throat. They also have a pretty strong passing game, too. So they'll probably win, um, I'll say, to a tune. They'll probably win, like, 23-14, I think. 23-17, something like that. Um, it'll be a close game, but they'll they'll pull away in the second half. All right, but guys, I thank you um, for listening to this episode. Uh, I really do appreciate you sitting through these episodes. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel. I'm going to do a video version of this episode as well. I'll probably omit the um, the NFL stuff. We'll just kind of get into the heavy going all in portion and, and talking about Trapping Tuesdays as well. And so um, thank you for listening to this episode and remember life is one big session play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability and i promise you'll come out ahead